Hey, young world, the world is yours. What's up? This is your man, Nutter Butter, and you are in the mix with my man, Derek, of Reviews and Duns. Exclusive interviews, exclusive interviews, exclusive interviews of your favorite R&B and hip-hop artists, producers, and songwriters. Stay tuned, you dig. What's up, world? Once again, it's your boy, Derek Dunn, of Reviews and Dunn, back with another segment of flashback album reviews. Now my guest today is from across the pond, a highly skilled DJ, a music connoisseur like myself, just an all around cool brother who I'm very excited to talk about one of 1995's best albums in both our opinions. So welcome to the line, my man, Denny Sutton, AKA DJ Soul Child. How you doing today, sir? Yo, hey, thank you for having me, Derek. Appreciate right, it, bro. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule, man, to hop on the line. I know it's uh, you know, late across the pond, but if there wasn't no COVID going on, you'd probably be in a club right now, you know, making <laughs> folks like dance it. and yes. chopping it up. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I'm actually enjoying the time out right now because um, it gives me more time to spend with my, you know, my girlfriend and her two kids, which are my new family now, and just to focus on the production side. Like I've been very um, very busy with the with the remixing in the background. I've been really, you know, working on a couple of projects silently. So, um, yeah, I'm waiting for the actual releases to, you know, to go out to the world so I can actually reveal them to everyone. And um, I've been keeping busy, nevertheless, and just enjoying the time out. And, um, yeah, man, it's just uh, great to hop on here with you and talk about one of my favorite albums of all time. And yeah, it's great to, you know, put a voice to, to the name that I've been um, communicating with and, you know, chopping it up with all these years. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, bro. So the album we're going to get into today is, uh, like I said earlier, one of 95's best albums, in my opinion, and Benny's as well. And that's no Portrait's second album, All That Matters, yes. released in March of 95. I was in seventh grade when this joint dropped. And I'm going to be honest, I fully didn't appreciate this joint until I got a bit older and I really mm -hmm. was able to check out uh, Michael Angelo Salberry's production where this cat man is a cat whose name we don't put enough respect on because truth be told, Mike is probably one of the coldest producers in R&B who doesn't Ooh. get enough credit for what he did. And Absolutely. like I said, man, 95, man, when you guys hear this album and the stuff they were talking about, the production, you know, no guest appearances, just straightforward track one to track 13 yeah. goes in. And I don't know if, you know, Soul Child agrees with me or not, but truth be told, the lead single, the cover of How Deep Is Your Love, may have been the biggest song internationally, but it's actually one of the weaker songs on the album, but it's still a cold song, though. That's how cold this entire album is when the lead single yeah. is so commercial, but it's still one of the weaker songs on the album, but it's still better than a lot of cats who are dropping music nowadays. Uh, Chris Brown, but um, you know, we're not gonna, um, <laughs> we're not gonna say no names. Chasing the ruler. <coughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, I totally agree. And well, I don't agree necessarily agree with the fact that it's one of the weaker songs. Um, 
I think it's in like in the medium sort of range of, of strength, I guess. Um, but I, I totally understand why they released it as a single, just made sense because it was a song that everyone knew. And in the same year um, in Europe, we had a boy band called um, Take That. Um, I don't know if that rings a bell to you over in the States. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were huge out here in Europe. They were like the Backstreet Boys of Europe. And um, they had a cover version of the same song. I think it was in the same year. I think it was 95 too. So it was going head to head with each other. But of course, you know, through Take That's popularity and them being a pop group, as opposed to Portrait being an R&B group, it was of course more popular than Portrait's version. But um, yeah, it was, it was a totally perfect time to release it worldwide and um, especially in Europe. And I remember the song being on many compilations out here as well. So it did have a, a buzz out here for sure. Um, but that's probably even, you know, the only single that really caught fire over here in Europe, to be honest. Um, there was Love and You As I, that was a single. Uh, that was like a promo single. There wasn't a video to it or anything. I know that was released in the UK as a single. And I think it did quite well on radio there. And of course, I Can Call You, that was, a, that was another song that was on many compilations, like black music compilations out here, just because it was nice and groovy, you know, and it fit the sort of um, the time, you know, it fit the time and the, the kind of music that the DJs were playing in the club at the time. So um, those were the three singles that I remember coming out. And I do remember also that All That Matters, the ballad, which is probably one of my favorite songs on the whole album, um, that was released as a promo too, but not an official single. And there was a promo remix on there called the Spaced Out Remix. And those who know, know. Like that remix was killer. And um, it's very rare actually these days. It's hard to come by on eBay. And so, um, yeah, if anyone wants to look that up, go and look it up. It's worth having, it's worth spending, you know, a bit of a uh, moolah on that CD single and that promo CD single. I've done that too. So um, then again, I'm a fan. So I, I collect everything by portrait. Yeah, man. And like, you know, with How Deep Is Your Love, I mean, you know, I, I still play it. It's just that, like, the album is so strong. I just think, yeah. like, it's, it's not a bad song. Again, like, you know, the song is better than, it's a cover song that's better than some cats and tires discographies today and entire double disc albums that's another conversation though but um i guess this album is so strong and you know it's the last song on the album and you're just like you come with you know the cover song for the end and yeah oh back in the day they were doing interviews and they were saying how they had so much success with william devine's cover of uh be thankful what you got for the adams family value soundtrack the label kind of saw I guess dollar signs and made them do another cover song for the lead single. But right. then the label didn't properly push the album back in 95, which was unfortunate yeah. because it's a classic album, but you know, Benny mm. and I are going to go back and forth, man, talking about this album, man. And hopefully you guys check it out after you hear our thoughts on it. So up first yeah. is here's a kiss. Ooh, I love this. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. This intro is so funny. Daisy, flowers, and shit. Flowers and shit. <laughs> 
feel there's no love in this world But you're just starting To understand just how life goes So don't be lonely For heaven only knows Why I was sad to you So here's a kiss Reminisce about the love that you've been missing I'll admit I have so many things to show you my lips and keep to this for there is nothing in between us but a kiss and the warmth of my Here's a kiss, opening track off Portrait's yes. second album, All That Matters. Um, what an opening track as well. Yeah, like, man. This, this, this record really set the tone for the rest of the album. And I remember back in 95 where the album came out. And I just bought the um, 92 album because we couldn't get it over here in Switzerland. So I had to, um, I think I had to, I had to import it, I think, in a shop. And because I saw Here We Go Again on MTV back in the day. And I was like, oh my God, who is this? And so I bought the 92 album. I think it was just, I think it was 94. I was like two years too late. And so when the second album dropped and I went to the store and put the headphones on to listen to it, I was a little bit shook because I was like, okay, this doesn't really sound like the portrait I know from that previous album. It sounds very mellow, very lush, very sort of um, just down tempo and, 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 just very sort of neo-soulish, if you will. And I was like, okay, well, um, yeah, let me just click further and see what the album's gonna sound like. And I was expecting like these big up-tempo records, you know, like Here We Go Again and, and, and uh, Honey Dip and You and, you know, Problems and all that stuff. I was used to that New Jack sound they have. So when this album started playing, I was quite confused at first. And uh, yeah, like you said, like early in the interview, well, in, in the discussion, you said, um, this is an album you didn't appreciate when you first heard it. And, and I felt exactly the same way because I thought it was such a different direction for the group and I wasn't ready for it. And uh, but yeah, as time went on, I, I grew to love this album and I, even more than the debut album, to be honest. And um, it just shows so much maturity and so much growth in their music. And I think as I got older, I just you know got to learn to appreciate it a lot more. And Today, like this album is just one of my favorite albums of all time, which I always revisit. And uh, this, this, this cut, Here's a Kiss, is just really such a great record to sort of set the album off with and set the tone with. And uh, yeah, great record, man. I love it. What's your thoughts? Well, Here's a Kiss, man. Um, I actually discovered this joint when I was living in the UK and we were just talking music one day and my barber at the time was like yo man uh that portrait album that second joint man check out the first song because at this time you know I'm, I'm steadily building my music collection i'm 23 mm. so i'm listening to music but i'm not hearing music and as a dj i'm, I'm sure you know the difference between listening and hearing so yeah. at this time like you know actually start to hear the music and I'm like, shit, <laughs> like, this joint is cold. And yeah. 
I guess for me, I think what Mike was going for was kind of like you said, Neo Soul mixed with yeah. a little bit of a uh, Pete Rock influences, maybe some, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of um, premiere horns and just a groove. So something mm. that even if you're into hip hop primarily and not in R and B, so tough, you can groove to here's yeah. a kiss. You can like still appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So perfect way to start the album. We're going to keep it moving up to the second track, one of the singles, I Can Call You. Derek, I think it's fair to say that this portrait album is probably one of the first Neo Soul albums ever made next to D'Angelo's um, Brown Sugar. Yeah, same time frame. Yeah, so um, I consider this actually one of the first Neo Soul albums. Uh, I don't know if anyone agrees with me out there, but that's my, that's my uh, little... Um, you know, Spiel. my idea of the album. So, uh, yeah. But let's continue anyway. All right, yeah. So let's get into it. I can call you the second single. And Woo! I know with this one, I do remember with this song, I remember the video, and I remember that there was a um, huge promo campaign stateside with... Uh, telephone cards, right? Yeah, telephone cards and, like, fake fake phones. So yes. it's a marketing plan. Decent song. Let's get into I can call you. Track number two. I can call who I want to call. Uh. Baseline, bro, is so nasty, man. That's a nasty baseline right there. Yeah, this is like the track that lured me into the album. This is the one that probably made me buy the album overall at the time where I wasn't really sure if I was liking it or not, you know. But this, this cut, this, I fell in love with it like immediately. It was just that good. It was just so funky. It was fun. It was sassy. It was playful. It was flirty. It's just like everything that I was at the time being a teenager, so I could totally relate to it, you know, like whistling after girls and, you know, and then those days where you were macking and all that stuff. So, yeah, that, that was my joint, man. It still is to this day. Yeah, good, um, good second single. Nice swing vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, just pure R&B singing, and you're playing the choreography steps in your mind, like what's, what to do, and... I mean, as you said, yeah. it's just like 
uh, it's one of them joints, man, where this is like I, like, I, like I keep saying, folks, this is an album for myself and Soul Child both. You might throw it on, you know, streaming, whatever, or throw the CD on just to hear one certain song, but then you go back and just yeah. let it rock out because you guys are going to hear how cold this album is as we move Absolutely. along. Yeah, we haven't yeah. even gotten to the slow jams yet. Oh, <laughs> easy. Yeah, there we go. And do you know what? Do you know what I've always um, asked myself, like, in live performances, does Michelangelo always remember the same names that he drops in the song? Or does he, does he mix them up or does he forget them? You know, I've always wondered that. And I, and I saw Portrait live in London last, last July, last year. And I think he got it down. I think he got it right with the names. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Hope you guys are enjoying this little uh, flashback we're doing. Up next is All That Matters, one of the self-titled uh, songs in the album. So check this joint out. Mind you, mind you, I'm 14, or going on 14 when this album drops. I'm 13. So, dude, if I had been of age and I, I had this album and had my own spot, boy, I would have been starting some shit with this song right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bro, this the, is hands down. <laughs> this is hands down my favorite record on the entire album. It is perfect from back 
to front. Like the way it starts off, so ethereal and atmospheric, and it's just beautifully arranged and produced. It just takes you to another fucking world, man. It's just crazy. And um, the way Irv Washington, you know, my boy Irv, the way he handles them vocals and the smoothness and the emotion he puts into his vocal delivery. And then the harmonies when they come in in the, in, in, you know, in the chorus, in the coming home part, it just takes it, just takes it to a whole other level. And it's just a gorgeous song about, you know, missing your significant other and wanting to come home to her and only her and, and you know, just how good she makes you feel in the relationship. And, and this is a song that I've actually playing, been playing a lot, you know, since I've met my current girlfriend. And um, because she makes me feel exactly the same way as Irv delivers it in, in, in this song. And it's just, oh man, it's, it's just one of those R&B ballads that are so slept on and deserve so much more attention. This deserved a video, it deserved a promo, it deserved official single release. Like, it's such a shame that the world never really got to hear this record except those who know, like you and I. But um, yeah, man, perfect record from back to front and I just love it, man. I'd n I'll never get tired of it, never. Yeah, man, and one of the things that I enjoy about um, Michael's production and his pen game is it's sexy, it's romantic, yeah, and he and he never goes into like what you've heard me say numerous times. What I call R. Kelly territory, to mm. where you come off as corny with what you're talking about, and you're just saying stuff to say it. I mean, this is joint right here to where it's like you lighting the candles, you pouring the wine. This is some grown man shit before right. we were saying grown and sexy all the way back in 95 so shout out to portrait man shout out to yes. philip mike irvin and eric. eric my boy eric man that's that's my guy man we've been in touch for many years now so yeah and, and i've been I've, I've actually known Irv since the myspace days and and um that was when i was actually um working on my solo project as a singer back in the day and he was supposed to produce one of my songs on the album but the you know the way my project was moving, I just got tired of it. So um, I let it be, but yeah, Irv, he, he was gonna produce a record for me for free, just out of love and respect for my love and respect for Portrait and you know the love that I showed him. So big ups to Irv, man, such a great guy, man. And um, so is Eric, man. These, these, these dudes have got such great big hearts and um, I can't say a single bad word about them. And of course, Philip and Mike, I met them um, last year in July, awesome dudes as well. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the whole Portrait crew, man. You know, the ex-members, the current members. Such great guys, man. And it makes it even more of a pleasure to support these guys, you know? Yes, and let's not forget, they could all, they could all sing. Yes. And even though uh, yeah. Mike can sing, Mike was just half making the music. Cool, all right, so we're going to keep it moving, man. Like I said, man, yeah. you know, I'm just chopping up my homie across the pond, my man, Denny Sutton, a.k.a. DJ Soulchild. Yeah. I hope you guys are just feeling the vibe me and this cat are feeling right now. Just the excitement of two grown men with an appreciation for R&B. And I'm highly urging you guys to check this joint out on all streaming platforms. Because I'm just giving you like a minute and 30. Like yeah. later in every song we played, I just, come on, so child, man, just, just tell them how, how, how hype this album gets in the oh, second on, parts, parts of the song. I mean, it starts right now with the next track. I mean, come on now. All Natural Girl, I mean, come on, man. Woo! 
All right, so we're going to keep it moving, folks. Up next is All Natural Girl. Again, that ethereal sort of atmospheric vibe to it from the previous song, All That Matters, um, over a hip hop beat. It just, it's, it was like something I'd never heard before, you know? That you, there was enough like hip hop soul going on at the time, but there was nothing like the portrait sound. Like they were in a total league of their own. And uh, All Natural Girl, I mean, it's just a simple song, but it's so beautiful at the same time. And the message is great. I mean, you're, you, know, you know, you're praising natural looking women. And I yep. think that's, uh, that should be an anthem in 2020, man, with all these, you know, plastic surgery and big lips and fake tits and all that shit. So, um, yeah, man, th this All Natural Girl song, it really hits home. And um, it's just a beautiful song, man. And I remember back in July where, where they played it in London, they tore the entire roof off the place, man. When they dropped this song and started performing it, the crowd went crazy. So yeah, it's just a testament, you know, to the strength of the song and people loving it and knowing it, even though it wasn't a single, you know? Yeah, man, definitely. Um, I heard some, maybe a little bit Chucky Booker influence in there. A little with, uh, I know what you mean with the roads. Yeah. Yeah. Games and all that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Cold track though. Um, and I'm happy that you shouted that out the way that across the pond, they respond to music. Yeah. Because, you know, in my DJ days when I was in England, uh, the Brits had such an appreciation for R&B more mm. so than stateside. And, you know, I'm an old soul, so... It's still the case, though. It's still like that oh, yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I would get more enjoyment out of, like, playing a, uh, like, a hookah lounge or, like, a smaller area where it's, you know, it's older folks drinking and not folks necessarily dancing, just seeing people's head bob, you know, than playing stuff that was current because, yeah, like, you know, I hated having to compromise my morals for a quick buck, but mm. I had to cater to the crowd. And I'm like, you know, the, the cats on bass would want to hear like the young bloods and the little Johns and the get hype shit. I'm like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's okay. But, you know, a lot of times back in the, my days as a DJ, you know, I had the CDJs, so right. I'd be playing stuff like this on the right headphone, and I would have, like, down south stuff on the left side playing for them, and I'd have to, you know, go back and check it out, because, like, 
I didn't get anything out of that, but to throw on a yeah. track like All Natural Girl, you know, when I was living in the UK and I would have like somebody that was British come to me and say, you know about that? I'm like, yeah, you know, of course, man, that's, that's music right there. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this is more of a warm up track than anything else. I, I, I play this track regularly in my like, you know, my 90s warm up sets. And um, yeah, it's just something that you can sort of, you know, just put on to get the to get the groove going a little bit, you know, until you start building up and, you know, and, and upping up the tempo. But um, yeah, it's just a really good song, man. It's just catchy. It's groovy. At the same time, it's, it's almost, it's like a mix between a mid-tempo track and a ballad. Like it's got that sort of, you know, that, that atmospheric ballad feel about it, but at the same time, it's groovy. Like it really, you know, it's really different. And it was so different from what anything else was coming out back in the day. And that's what I loved about it. And it's just got so much feeling and warmth in it, you know? It's like one of those tracks you could sort of listen to on a, on a, on a summer's evening while you're cruising, you know, with a girl or something. It's just yep. one of those joints, man. All right, we're keeping moving. Up next is Friday Night. remember this when I was listening to the CD for the first time in that store I was going through the track list you know looking at the track of, of the track titles and, um, and I was like okay well this is quite a mellow album up to now you know apart from I can call you and when I read Friday night I was like oh yes this sounds like an, an up-tempo party joint you know for the weekend you know they go club into one of those club joints I was like oh yeah okay we can't wait for this one to come on and the way it started it was just so beat heavy it was it's almost dark as well and very sort of sexy and and like a i don't know man like a smoky lounge sort of feel and that wasn't what i was expecting just reading the title you know and um and i was a bit thrown off and it was for a long time it was like one of the tracks i least liked on the album just because um i don't know man it had sort of weird vibe to it but um, I got to appreciate it over time a lot more. And I just love the way it sort of lifts in the bridge, you know, where, where, they, where the chord change happens. I just love that part there. And I mean, now I really love the song. I mean, it's, it's perfect for the album, but I just remember, you know, expecting so, something totally different back in the day when I read the uh, song title. What's your feeling about it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's different. Um, again, just like How Deep Is Your Love, it's one that, a bit 
on the downside for me. Still, yeah. I mean, still a dope track, but you know, just like maybe maybe it's because it's where it's said in the album and stuff that follows. Like it doesn't. The sequence was off for me a bit, but I mean, it's still like a B B plus track. It's just the yeah, vibe sure. is different, and I think this is one of them songs that might come across better live for somebody like me with mm-hmm. the instrumentation than just like you know hearing it through a CD or streaming wise. But I mean, it's, you know, still still a dope track, just not my favorite. But by no means is it a trash track. So just no, for sure. Absolutely not. I just think, you know, after those four killers that you have at the beginning of the album, like, here's a kiss I can call you, all that matters, all that natural girl. You're like, oh my God, you're like blown away by this point, you know, from what you're hearing. And then Friday Night comes on. It's a kind of a letdown. It sort of takes it down a little bit. Had it not been on the album, I wouldn't have missed it, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah. it makes sense now. I mean, you know, I, th- I think it's just like we get used to hearing things when, once we've heard them a hundred times in our life. And we get to sort of automatically like them a bit more, but um, yeah, it's not a, it's not one of my favorite tracks of Portrait by any means, but um, it's totally fine. And uh, like you said, it's like a B track to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. perfect, perfect B side track. If they would have put um, is it Dip and Dive instead of this yeah. track on the album, it would have yeah. flowed a bit better. And then you use Friday Night as a leftover song, like like a soundtrack staple, or like a. The B-side to, you know, I Can Call You. Yeah. But, yeah, by no means a bad track. Just, you know, when you're coming out that strong with the first four songs, like, you know, track five just kind of briefly kills momentum for me. But for sure, yeah. It picks up so quickly, though. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of the, um, of the unreleased track, Mini Mini, by um, Portrait. I haven't heard that one. Uh, I think it was from the same sessions, from the same album sessions. I've, I've got a, 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 like a low quality copy of it. And I've asked all the members of Portrait if they have a high quality version to send me, but um, none of them have it anymore, apparently. And Mark Kinchin, he produced it back in the day. And so it wasn't a Michelangelo production. And I think it's probably why they don't, none of them have the master, you know, in their hands. But um, yeah, uh, um, that track would have been dope on this album, man. When I send it to you, you will understand why. It's, it's, it would have flowed much better than a Friday night, or like you said, dip and dive would have been a great option too. Or even uh, down with that from the Blank Man soundtrack would have would have fit right on the soundtrack. Oh, I mean ooh. on the album. Okay, okay, now you're talking. Yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, though. So, folks, I me mean, that that just shows you not only how much my man Soulchild knows his music, but just how dope Portrait was again because. Yeah, one of their filler tracks still is better than a lot of people's music out nowadays. Hell, it was better than some people's music back in the day. But again, that's another conversation for another day because we're focusing Absolutely. on portrait. Right, oh, it, by, by the way, it wasn't down with that. That was from the first album. Is um, do you want to get down? Do you want to get down? Yeah, like. that's it. Yeah, that would have been perfect for this album. Good call, man. Good call, yeah. That would have upped the tempo a little bit as well. You know, the tempo that I was sort of expecting from this yeah. album. So, yeah. Right, so we're going to keep it moving. Up next is the interlude, Michael's Mood. I still can't 
All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, show my age here in a little bit, and I'm sure Soul Child remembers this man. See, yeah. back in the '90s when R&B groups were making albums, they used to do interludes. Yeah, and, the era of the interludes, man. <laughs> but the thing was, man, sometimes you'd hear an interlude and you'd want the entire song. Like that's yeah. how that's how cold and talented these interludes were. And again, it's interludes from the 90s that are better than some folks' entire albums in the 21st century. But again, that's another conversation. That's another, con- that's another rant for another day. Yeah, so, but um, it's so often the case that interludes actually were full songs. They just cut them down just as a segue into the next sort of, um, you know, the next vibe of the album, the next section of the album. Like it was the same with um, Blackstreet on their um, debut on the 94 album. It was, there was like, um, what was it called? Once in a Lifetime, I think it was. Yep. That was an interlude, which was actually originally a full track, which was on the uh, unreleased 93 um, promo album. So, I'm, you know, I'll be interested to know if that interlude was actually, that Michael's Mood interlude was a, a full track at one point. Yeah, man. This is, like I said, Code Interlude. Back in the DJ days when I was making um, mix CDs, I used to hate not filling up an entire CD because I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just so deep into music. And I would always start my CD out with an interlude or with a, um, you know, like a short song to set the mood. And Michael's Mood, man, I probably use this joint on numerous CDs because it's so short, but yet it's so just perfect way to start a CD. Yeah. And then, like, you know, then you go into a track. So, right. yeah, man. All right. So we're going to keep it moving, folks. Up next is Hold Me Close. epitome of sexiness that is so seductive like when that beat starts playing you immediately sort of picture your wife or your woman just coming into the bedroom throwing off her clothes you know and just sort of with that look on her face that's just one of those joints like with that three four beat you can never go wrong man 
Yeah, this joint right here, man, I don't, you might know a little better than I do because you have a stronger ear than I do, but I think everyone was harmonizing and singing on this song in the, in the background, trying yeah. to, um, you know, do a vibe similar to the Whispers, the OJs, the Stylistics, just an old school song that Portrait kilts it, but Mike mm. probably could have gave this song to anybody, like another more, you know, seasoned group, and it would have been a hit. That's how... Yeah, the Im- song is. Imagine if he had given this song later down the line to Alicia Keys on a debut album. Woo! With the pianos, like, uh, same sort of, same sort of vibe, same sort of groove. I think Alicia could have killed that. With Jermaine Paul, her background singer at that time, doing the uh, the riffs and the the ad libs. Yeah, man, Jermaine Paul, man, Jesus, he was a beast. What happened to him, by the way? <laughs> He's still doing a. Uh, Still, still doing music here and there. Uh, last I checked, he wasn't comfortable with when he won the voice, what they were trying to make him into. Okay. He, he stayed true to his morals, and I think he wanted to stick with gospel and, you know, make music when he wanted to make music and not become some yeah. big, like, pop star like they did with uh, Javier. You know, the, the bad yeah. thing about reality shows is they really can't handle R&B the way yeah. that it should be. Mm. I mean, Fantasia's kind of the exception, but when you look at somebody like a Kelly Clarkson and you look at like a Carrie Underwood, people that have won reality shows, it's very few in between that they can really cater to R&B, but... Yeah, Ruben Studdard did it. Um, Jennifer Hudson kind of did it. Um, yeah, but yeah, for R&B, it's always been hard, man, especially over the years, man. Like, since American Idol started, I guess, that was kind of almost the downfall of R&B in the mainstream. So, um, yeah, man, no surprises there. But yeah, we're branching off, man. That's a whole yeah. different <laughs> rant yet again, you know? Yeah, we can get into it deep, though, man, because like I said, For we sure. know music. Yeah. All right, folks, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Loving You Was I. Right. A killer. Song you, yo, 
That joint right there is one of the standouts of the album, for sure, with the Grover Washington Paradise sample in it. Um, very great use of that sample. And it's just a really feel-good, happy record that makes you feel good about being in love. And like, who, else, who ever does that these days anymore? Like, who celebrates love the way Portrait did in the 90s? I mean, come on now. Everyone's talking about how depressed they are and, you know, how everyone's cheating and, and you know, and fucking your bitch and all that shit. Like, come on, man. When are we going to celebrate love again and make feel-good records, man? I truly miss this in 2020. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but there's not enough of it. And so this is why I tend to go back to these classics, because in the 90s, we celebrated love and we made feel-good records, man. And just everything about the music back then was just so much more uplifting than it is today. So... um yeah, man, another great favorite of mine from this album. And um, I remember back in July, like again, like I said, um, when I saw Portrait Live in London, they lifted the roof off with this track. Like everyone went crazy to it, even though it wasn't a single. It's just one of those tracks that, that is timeless and um, has stood the test of time and um, stayed in everyone's mind throughout the years, even though it wasn't a single. So um, again, that's a testament just to how good this song really is. Amazing track. Yeah, man, totally agree. Uh, once again, this is another cookout song, just a joint, even if you're in hip-hop, man, you can just throw it on and let it yeah. ride out. And this album is 25 years old, and everything on this album could get played on the radio today and still sound current. That's how, I'm going to keep shouting out Michelangelo Salisbury. That's mm. how talented this cat was to where Ahead stuff of his he time. was doing in 95, yeah. To get played on Radar Day and sound fresh. Yeah, Michael is a visionary, man. Like, I, even if you listen to their new album now, um, Afro Trees, I'm sure you've heard it, Derek. Yep. And um, it's a really good album, man. I mean, of course, you don't have all the original members on it. It's more like uh, Philip and Michelangelo with guest singers on it, I guess. And, oh, and uh, Ruben. But, uh, yeah, Ruben and um, Law, Law Whitaker. But still, you could just tell, like, he hasn't lost a single step. Like, his music is still so melodic. It's still so atmospheric. It's still so beautifully arranged and produced. And, and he's still got that, that sort of same old vibe from back in the day from this album where it just makes you feel good. Like, he just knows how to create melodies and, and grooves that just have your head bobbing and just feeling good about yourself. Like, this is the kind of music I miss, and this is why... Afro Trees by Portrait is still one of my favorite albums of this year to drop so far. And even though it came out last year, like end of last year, unofficially, but officially came out in January, top of January. And it's just an amazing album. I really suggest that everyone who's listening to this podcast right now goes and checks out that album. It's, it's available on soldierpan.com and it's an incredible album. And if you love this album and everything you've ever missed, about R&B and everything you've ever loved about Portrait is on this new album. It's like their old sound, but just revamped, just, just you know, freshened up a little bit. But it's still absolute quality and um, same emotions, same melodies, great hooks, great arrangements, just a all-round super solid album. And yeah, man, like, um, Loving You Is I, right. this, this is probably a song that could have been on this current album. That's how far ahead of his time Michelangelo was. Yeah, and piggyback off... Uh... Soul Child, when I reviewed the album, I gave it either an A or an A+. Plus. I mm. think it's 12 tracks, and it just flows continuously. 
no auto tune, yeah, no guest rappers, just the members singing in 2020. Perfect yeah. variety music, perfect cookout music. Yep. So yeah, cold album. Yeah, right, it's not so. overproduced. It's not overproduced. You don't have like all sorts of uh, different things going on in, in the instrumentals. It really, excuse me, the, the songs really breathe. And um, that's, what, that's what I find a little bit annoying about today's production is that a lot of songs just get overproduced. Like, mm-hmm. like there's too much scratchy bass lines in there or, or synths and stuff. And, and Michelangelo just has this knack of producing tracks that know how to breathe and, and he knows when less is more. And shit, and he's he's just a master man. He, he's an absolute wizard on the boards. All right, we're gonna keep it uh keep it moving. Now these next two songs are probably two of my favorite songs of 1995 and on the album. Ooh. These next two songs, man, I kept these on repeat. Mm. I probably have like a hundred plays in iTunes from these tracks. So I'm I'm gonna just let you guys hear it. You know, I'm gonna stop you know hyping them up. And 16 seconds of just beautiful balladry, soulful bliss. I mean, I think the first time I, I really heard this song and really felt it in Europe, um, my 20s, single, but hearing songs like this, I know for me, at the time being single, I knew that Miss Fright was out there and I knew that God had somebody special saved for me and I was going to find her one day. Mm-hmm. And I, I did find her, you know, 2007. Shout out to my wife, Darcy. Yep. But, um, you know, it's just a, a beautiful ballad and so simple. And to piggyback on Soul Child's previous caveat, it's not overproduced. I mean, it's, it's mm. a joint like this, I mean, I don't know, but I, I can imagine it was just the guys, Mike playing piano, and maybe like a harp player in the studio. Like that's how simple mm. and beautiful the song is arranged so try what you think 
I totally agree, man. I mean, this is another standout cut on the album, especially in terms of ballads. Um, just beautiful, man, all around. And like, it's, it's just one of those tracks. It's six minutes and 16 seconds, I think. Yet it doesn't feel like it because it takes you to another place. It's one, it's one of those produ uh, productions, again, from Michelangelo that just is so beautiful and atmospheric and, and the harmonies and you'd never want it to end, you know? And that's why the six minutes don't feel like six minutes, especially towards the end where they start, you know, changing the, the, the chords and stuff. And, um, and Irv does his riffs all over it. Like Irv just totally bodies this song vocally, man. Like the amount of emotion he puts into his vocal deliveries every time, especially on ballads, is crazy, man. Yeah, shout out to Irving. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to keep it moving. Up next, probably my... I go back and forth my favorite song, but this is Woo! definitely one of them. Woo! Art Strings, and we're going to see if you guys can figure out the sample in the song. So I wish I not both know it, because, you know, we, we know our shit. But uh, let's see if you guys can figure out the sample that they used. This is dedicated to everybody that got a love them. hear the entire song all right so if if you don't know the sample is bobby caldwell my flame later used by biggie two years later on sky's, sky's limited Limit. yes but how Man. they did it though it's just such a groove and it's not a shot to any of the hitmen or anybody that worked on sky's limit but the way mike did it man Ooh. mike did it so smooth as a DJ, is this something that you would mix in with Sky's Limit during your sets or, or not? Or would, would, would it be yes. too difficult? Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, this is, um, yeah, this is totally something I've done in the past. I mean, both uh, use of the samples actually in the same key. They haven't really sort of um, diverted much from the original key. I don't think it did at all. I think just used the original loop and created songs over it. So, um, yeah, it's most definitely one of those songs I mixed back to back with Biggie. And... Um, it's just an amazing track, man. I mean, come on. Like, like again, this is, this is Irv killing it with his vocals and the whole subject matter, you know, about being in love and being happily in love. Like, this is like the whole theme of the album, just 
being in love and appreciating your partner. And that was so different from the um, previous album where it was just so much more flirty, it was more playful. You know, they were flirting with girls and, 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 um, and saying, this girl is so fine, I want a honey dip. And then here we go again, where you're arguing with your girl. You know, it was just a little bit more um, juvenile. Yeah. And then you come to this album and it's just like, everyone seemed so happily in love. They were like in happy relationships and they were singing about it. And, you know, if you had a girlfriend at the time, then th this was like your soundtrack, man. Like th this album teaches you how to treat a woman, literally. Like th this, it's just an amazing body of work and the heartstrings, it's just such a heartfelt song. I mean, I've got nothing bad to say about this song. Like this is a perfect R&B record to me. And again, one of those standout tracks on, on the album for sure. And uh, this, is, this is another track that I'll take to my grave. I'll never get sick of it ever. Yeah, definitely should have been a single. And, um, yeah. but I had a crazy video. Mm. All right, so 10 songs into it. We got three left, folks. Up next is Lay You Down. Girl, it's about time. slow jam on the album yeah um still good though but after much too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it, and what matters like yeah they definitely yeah they they kick this track's butt for sure and yeah. it's one of the weaker links um i think phil does a great job with the vocal performance like he really kills it he's it's a really sort of sexy down tempo and you know sort of a fiery slow jam for those you know those those nights with your significant other where you're just sort of making love and all that stuff i mean it's, it's a great sex ballad i guess but still like you said earlier um if you look at the whole album and how strong other songs are it's one of the weaker links even though it's still good but it's definitely one of the weakest for me yeah it comes uh, off as it comes off as filler and um it's one of the songs that'll probably come across better live, 
like back in the day, I think it's one of the joints where they probably pulled pull young ladies on on stage and serenade them. Yeah. Maybe have like a contest. But yeah, it's definitely one of the weaker songs. But what's the theme of today's podcast? It's still a better song than some people's albums of 2020. Definitely one of the um weaker joints. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Up next is me, oh my. call this a bit more boom bap i mean this is like some pete rock shit yeah meets portrait and with that sort of jazzy sort of you know those jazz trumpets in it and and that slamming beat i mean this is something that probably a tribe called quest would rap over and i think eric does a great job with the vocal delivery you know it's like really sort of seductive and and just sort of sort of semi-aggressive as well um he really sort of brings the best out of this track with his vocals and his delivery. And um, yes, it's an all round really nice, soulful, but at the same time, grimy R&B track, you know? Yeah, man, I think Pete Rock, uh, Dilla, Premier. I mean, I could even see uh, Dwele or music, you know, doing something like this. Oh yeah, especially Dwele, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. Quite an underrated track, man. It gets quite um, overlooked, I think. Hey, so we're going to close the album out with the lead single, their cover of How Deep Is Your Love.
we know how we all know how that song goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was how deep is your love. Now, as I said earlier, um, never really cared for how deep is your love. Um, to allude to what Soul Child said earlier, he gets why they he gets why they did it, and so do I. Um, very commercial, mm. a huge, huge pop hit for the group, yeah. and. I think what they were going for was to get the pop audience first. And once you get the pop audience, you see how cold the entire album is. I mean, like I said, I mean, they can sing a song like that in their sleep with ease. There's a uh, remix. I'm having a brain fart right now, but there's a remix that's a bit more R&B influenced that I prefer. Yes, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep, I've yeah. got it, yeah. Yeah, so that one that was on the single comes off a bit stronger and a bit better for me but um yeah i, I mean you, i think it's called the urban mix or something isn't it yeah urban mix yeah 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 i mean decent cover um safe choice for the lead single that's all i'm gonna say so try what you think absolutely i mean i don't think it was a bad move at all and um i think they still gave like what you consider really a pop record a nice r&b feel with the harmonies and the way herb sings the lead and you know the way it even starts you know with the, with the um harmony stacking at the beginning was, ah, you know that's a really nice touch um but like i said it, it seemed to be like the cover version of the time of that year because like yeah. i said that did it portrait did it and i think even in sync sang it a cappella in their shows back in the day if i remember correctly so um it seemed to be that sort of trendy cover song and um but I've, I've never hated it at all i've always liked their rendition of it and um yeah it's, it's just a really nice song and it made sense you know to sort of capture the pop audience as you said and it actually did and it worked out for them it's just it's just a shame that it didn't help really sort of um push the album further as a whole if you know what i mean but um i think maybe uh, maybe one of the reasons is that it's very sort of poppy with the guitar you know and it's a pop song overall anyway and i think um when people probably heard the rest of the album, it's probably not what they expected, if you know what I mean, because it was a yep. more R&B, jazzy side. Um, but yeah, man, it's still a great cover version. I think this is probably what led them to do the picturesque album in 96, a year later for the Asian market, because um, that was yep. like an album full of cover covers. Well. Yep. And I think that did really well on, on, you know, over in Asia and Japan, and, uh, and, and I think it was Korea as well. So um, it was a great move to get them, you know, across the world and then uh, especially in the Asian market. And so I'm not mad at it, man. Um, I don't think it's corny. I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's a nice cover and it's a nice way to, you know, to, to end the album as well, to close it out with. Speaking of that third album, man, you know, it took me damn near shit, 10 years to find that joint. And this was during the age of the internet. I mean, I actually just happened yeah. to it popped up one day, like on a streaming site, on not even a streaming site, on a on a um, on a blog site. And then, of course, when I went back, when it was streaming, I actually purchased the album to give them their points and all that. But yeah, mm. picturesque man was like, I had no idea they had a third album until I bought the Great Hits album back in two thousand, and they talked about yeah, there was actually a third album released only to the Asian market. Right. All right, my brother. So give me your uh, your top three and your final grade. Ooh, um, top three. Oh man, this is hard. Okay, um, let me just see. Um, All that matters for sure. I think that is my first 
pick. I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. Um, and then I'd have to go with, um, ooh, shit. I think I'd have to go with, I can call you just for the, you know, for the, uh, for the club sort of vibe that it had and just for the grooviness of it. I've always loved that track. I've always loved playing it out as a DJ. And I'd have to go with Heartstrings. That's my third pick. And your final grade. My final grade. Um, are we saying out of 10 here or are we doing A's and B's? A to F. Okay. Um, I've got to give it an A. Not an A plus because that to me is a five-star album. I'm not sure if this makes an absolute five-star album, but it's very, very close. So I'm giving it an A, um, just due to the fact that there are a few weaker tracks on there, which doesn't make them bad. It just sort of, it just takes a kind, you know, take, it takes a couple of points off a little bit. So if, if we're saying out of 10, I'll probably give the album 8.5 to nine. No, I'll give it a nine, give it a nine, because I still like the tracks. But like we discussed earlier, I think like, do you want to get down would have been a great replacement for Friday night. I think that pro probably would have pushed it over the edge for me and given it like a, a 10. My top three are Here's a Kiss, Much Too Much, and definitely Heartstrings. Mm. Final grade is a A. Um, borderline A plus because even the weaker songs are still great. Yeah. <laughs> are still yeah. good songs. But I mean, this is definitely like I said, one of my favorite albums from 1995. It still sounds fresh 25 years later. Um, yeah. Whenever I'm, you know, have the iPod, I'll start playing one of my favorite songs and I'll just let the iPod ride out through the entire album. So definitely check this album out. It is available on all streaming platforms. Absolutely. And my man Soul Child is a hell of a DJ. He's a hell of a remixer. Thank you, man. An all-around talented individual. So, man, tell the folks where they can purchase, not illegally download, because we don't do that, but purchase exactly. some, of your, uh, some of your music, man. <laughs> shout out your uh, social media links also, please. Well, before I shout out myself, I want to give a huge big shout out to Portrait, first and foremost, and to all the members. I mean, um, such an amazing group. And... Um, Timeless music, this is music you can enjoy for, the, for your entire life. This is music you'll take to your grave. And if you don't know, now you know. So um, if you've never heard a Portrait album before in your life, you're totally missing out. You have so much to catch up on. And second of all, I just want to say, um, Portrait Live in London was recorded on video. And you can go and stream that for $5. And that's over at soldierpanlive.com. So um, you've got a whole bunch of support acts. You've got um, Alicia Laverne, she's a UK R&B singer. You've got um, Michelle Lawson, another R&B singer from the UK and newcomer Lucas Seto. And they all warm up before Portrait comes on. All great shows, you wanna watch them too before you watch the Portrait show. And like I said, soldierpanlive.com. Spend those $5, stream this, um, this show. It's absolutely amazing and it will take you back and it will get, definitely have you grooving and moving in your household, wherever you are. And also get the Afro Trees album by Portrait, the new album that came out earlier this year, the top of January. Amazing body of work. So many great songs on there. 
Um, if you're a Portrait fan and you haven't heard this album, go and get it. It's totally worth your time and your money and it needs a place in your collection. It totally deserves that. And so uh, with that being said, um, yeah, if you want to check me out, um, go to Facebook. That's The Real DJ Soulchild. Or you can hit me on Instagram, which is at DJ Soulchild. Uh, you can hit me on Twitter if you like. I'm just not very active there, to be honest. Um, that's at DJ Soulchild too. And if you want to buy and download my remix work, it's the real DJ Um, If that's too long to remember, just go to Bandcamp, go to the search field and type in DJ Soulchild. You'll find me immediately. And you can buy all my individual remixes or you can buy the whole discography. I think it's for about $40 now or something. And lots more to come. I've been working silently in the background on loads of projects remix projects and uh, official remixes as well as bootleg remixes. I'm just waiting for the right time to drop them now and you'll hear from me very, very soon, I promise. And it's, uh, yeah, I've got some fire on the way. I can guarantee that for sure. And uh, another shout out to my boy, Derek Dunn, who's, you know, had me on this podcast today. Go and check out his movie reviews and his album reviews at reviewsanddone.com. Check out all of his great reviews there. Um, he's really doing a great job with his website and he's putting in a lot of work to entertain you guys and give you some great content. So, um, yeah, man, check out my boy, Derek, man, and much props to you, bro. Thank you, sir. All right, folks. We've had the music connoisseur, DJ, just all around cool cat, DJ soul child on this edition of throwback reviews. Um, up next, we're going to take a look back at heavy D's debut solo album waterbed head that's gonna be the next album i go Ooh. back and look at and i'm sure that soul child is going to be coming back soon he's um a very um like i said very skilled dj very knowledgeable musical musical connoisseur so look out for him folks where we're going to go back and only look at albums from the 80s and from the 90s and hear them as grown-ass men because music hits a little bit differently when you're in a you're an adult. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to say one last thing before I leave. Um, follow Portrait on social media, please, people. Show them your support. If you're a fan out there and you're not supporting them or following them yet, just please go and do that. It's Portrait Music, music with a K on the end. And that's the name of the website as well, portraitmusicwithak.com. And you can find the same handle on IG and Facebook. Go and check out my boy's portrait and uh, show them some love, man. Yes, indeed. All right. You know, we always end up with a quote, and I kind of stick to the standard. So, in the words of the late, great Maurice White, keep your head to the sky. Until the next time, done out. Hey, yo, check it out. This is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy. One of one, untraceable. Punk jump up to get beat down. Slow down. And yo, I want y'all to check out this podcast, yo. Y'all been listening to the reviews and done with your host, Derek Dunn. Be sure to check out reviewsanddone.net. Understand that. Reviews and done. That's D-U-N-N dot net. Word up. It's a good combination. Dot X and done. What's messing with that, peoples?